Hello, and welcome to this podcast presented by the Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs. Reach in and turn it off. We don't want any interruptions in the re, uh, in our concentration on the speaker. My name is Cheryl Bradley. Can you all hear me? This session is being recorded. So be aware of that. Uh, I'd like to remind you that uh, you pay for your lunch. There's no free lunch. It's $11. And put it in the basket on your table. And... Uh, Perhaps you could designate someone at your table who's got accounting skills to figure out if there's enough. And Annalise or Knud will come around and pick it up after dinner. The Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs is a volunteer nonprofit organization. We're in our 48th season, and we rely on contributions of members and session attendees to operate and help cover expenses. So we encourage you to get memberships, and you can do that through Annalise, uh, SACPAW's moderator, and she's sitting up there at the front. The University of Lethbridge supports us and distributes notices. We're thankful for that. We are also thankful for the great lunches that Country Kitchen Catering provides. Uh, Shaw TV, Channel 9, broadcasts their sessions several times a week, including nightly at 7 p.m. And CKXU, 88.3 FM Radio Live, and Lethbridge Herald also offer media coverage of the events. And we appreciate that because it gets the information and messages much further into the community. The format of the meeting is that there will be a 25 to 30 minute presentation. Then we break for lunch where you have a chance to discuss what you've heard and formulate questions. And then there is a question and answer period at uh, 1 o'clock and it finishes at 1.30. You do have an opportunity to write out questions, so you may want to think about that. Um, if, you, if you're shy about getting up to ask questions. I'd like to, to uh, introduce our presenter and our topic for today. Our speaker is Kathleen Moretis, and she traveled down here from Airdrie to make this presentation to us. Kathleen is Manager of Fleet Procurement, Accounts Payable, and Waste and Recycling at the City of Airdrie, and she has worked there uh, since 2001. She has certification as a professional public buyer, a public purchasing officer, and a procurement card professional. Kathleen is an active member of the uh, professional organizations, including the National Institute of Government Purchasing, the Canadian Public Procurement Council, 
she sits on the board of directors for the National Council of Public Procurement and Contracting, and she represents Canada on the governing board of directors of the Universal Public Procurement Certification Council. So she comes to us with great credentials. Uh, the topic to be addressed today is uh, what are the barriers to curbside organics recycling? Kathleen is going to explain the challenges Lethbridge residents are likely to face, including costs, while describing the experience she has in helping implement Airdrie's curbside organics recycling program. And it's very timely in our community as our city council is currently making decisions about a curbside recycling program. Please join me in welcoming Kathleen. Thank you very much for the invitation to come. Uh, Susan Grimm is here with me. Susan was the uh, team leader for waste and recycling when we implemented the organics program. So I brought her along to help uh, answer some of the questions at, at the end that I might not know or so that we get enough questions, we need two people to answer them. So really appreciate your time. Uh, Airdrie is very proud of the success that we had with the organics program, it was a long journey. It was a very long journey. It started out in 2009, and we did our pilot program, which was followed by a unanimous decision by council to endorse the program citywide in 2013. We rolled that program out in 2014, so we had eight months of uh, service last year. We just did a survey of our residents in January, with an 88% approval rating of endorsing the program as being a great program for Airdrie. That's a far cry from where we started. <laughs> so City of Airdrie's Council strategic priorities in 2013 and in 2014 was to reduce the amount of waste per household that goes to landfill in 2014 over the 2013 levels. Municipal decisions always take into consideration our three pillars of sustainability, being social, environmental, and fiscal. Reducing the amount of waste is important in achieving this goal. Oh, sorry. So the social part is the right thing to do, and landfills are virtually operating at capacity in the area that we live in. Uh, environmental waste turns into a valuable product instead of being garbage uh, decomposing in a landfill and the fiscal being the cost of waste disposal. Uh, a lot of the fiscal uh, numbers you're going to see up here aren't the same as what they are in Lethbridge. In Calgary, we're currently paying $113 a ton to get rid of garbage, and my understanding here, your cost is $22. So there's a very big difference there. Uh, but the biggest uh, thing for environmental that regardless of whatever the costs are, is this, if there is organics decomposing in a landfill, doesn't matter how much. There is leachate. The leachate is going into your drinking water. You can't stop that. That is what is happening. So leachate is going into your drinking water, and there is methane gas. Methane gas is 20 times more harmful than carbon. And if organics are decomposing, that's what happens when organics decompose. It turns into leachate, and it turns into methane gas. So why not blue box first? 
we got hammered with this, right, with residents, with, with council, uh, and, and we needed to have a good reason why. And we did present our findings to council, and when, when we gave them the information, it was absolutely clear, we, it was unanimously decided, that absolutely clear that curbside organics must come before Blue Box. We already had private companies in Airdrie, uh, three private companies operating, who had been operating for some time, that were able to provide the same service that we could provide curbside at about the same cost that we would have to charge if we took it on as a city and ordered citizens to pay that amount of money. Uh, higher diversion through food and waste. So you've got to remember that all of your waste disposal is by weight. It's not by volume. A whole bunch of recyclables in a garbage bag and a small garbage bag of organics, everything is by weight, and that's something that's really hard to, to, to keep in mind. A diversion membered by weight. So uh, if we were to collect, in Cal and again, these numbers are from Calgary. They are different in Lethbridge. So single stream, you have a blue box curbside, and you have your residents putting all their blue box type or recyclables into there. Uh, you would think that there is revenue because it's recycling. So we get to turn it in and we get money for it. Well, that actually is not the case. It costs $135 a ton for us to dispose of collected curbside recyclables. That's higher than what garbage is costing us. Curbside collected organics cost us $55 a ton. So we got $55 a ton for organics, $107 for waste, and $135 for blue box materials. So if you're, uh, if you're in a community, you can expect with a curbside blue box program to divert about 28%. Now that's just a national general number. You don't really put too much weight on it, but you've got to use something. Airdrie already, without a blue box curbside programs, diverts 24%. So if we were going to bring in a blue box program, we're only going to make four more percent, so there, there wasn't a lot of value there. The big value was in organics, and we were able, our, all of our statistics show that we should be able to divert 50% of the waste collected from households if we put in an organics program. So this is a slide from the Recycling Council of Alberta. It is an old slide, but it is still, it still has teeth. It still is the way it is. So that's Average from garbage collected from a residence, that's about what you would see if you took 10 households, laid it all out and separated it, that's what it would look like. So, again, organic waste is heavy. So to remove this from the waste stream makes the largest impact than blue box. So City of Airdrie, we took, um, I believe it was 50, I'm not positive on that number, went and collected the garbage from 50 residences in Airdrie. Well, I didn't. We, somebody else did. Mm -hmm. Spread it all out in our, our cardboard building. We have a building where we collect and, and bale cardboard and separated it into waste, recyclables, and organics. And we did this in November so that we didn't have the factor of all grass and leaves because grass and leaves, as you'll see further on the slides, just throws all the numbers out because you, you have to pull that out of the stream. And 60% of the waste that was collected in November and separated was organics. So... We knew that we were looking at the right numbers. We knew where that we're looking at the right slides, and it actually was from our community. So the environmental benefits, I spoke to them a little bit. So you're changing a waste material into a usable and valuable product. 
So a processor who is bringing in organics, they're, they're not making their money on the front end collecting the organics. Their money is on the, on the output um, with a valuable product with a high-end compost or a high-end fertilizer. Again, methane is the second most prevalent greenhouse gas emitted from human activities. The main impact of methane is on a global scale. Although the levels of methane are relatively low, it's high global warming potential. 30 times that of carbon dioxide ranks among the worst of the greenhouse gases. So this, this slide here is from the presentation in December that I made to Council when we were pitching uh, the recommendation for us to proceed with an organics uh, program. And this was looking at it strictly from a fiscal sense. So in 2013, that's where we were, um, this is what we thought. So from 2009 to 2013, waste disposal costs in the Calgary area increased by 65%. And we're going to continue to increase at that rate. So based on this, it showed that by 2017, we'd be looking at $130 uh, per land, for landfill costs per tonne. This is an old slide from, from 2013. Actually, in 2016, the price is going to $160. We were anticipating 130 by 2017. In one year, it has changed, and in 2016, the city will be paying $160 per metric ton to dispose of waste. So the more we can get out of that waste stream where we're not paying $160 a ton and get it into the organic stream where we're paying $55 a ton, that is a... That is a undeniable savings. So the very first thing that we did is we had a pilot program and we needed that to analyze the operational effectiveness of our, 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 how our collectors were going to go to gauge citizen satisfaction and address any concerns that come up and they are coming up one by one. Do we have 800? About 800 uh, homes total. Determine the participation rate. This was voluntary. They didn't have to do it if they didn't want to. We just wanted to see with education and giving them the tools to be able to do organics, what, what would it look like? Um, and then to, waste, uh, to measure and see how successful were we with doing that. So the, the selection of the communities was based, we, we really did a lot of research um, to determine two areas uh, to make sure that we had front, back, alleys, mature neighborhoods that had lots of trees and leaves, uh, newer neighborhoods, uh, younger residents, uh, older residents, um, by school, all different things. So we did come up with two, and it was very conclusive that those were the correct communities to do. And we did after, and it's something to think about, we did after receive lots of feedback from residents about why we didn't do more pilots or use different areas. areas. Um, so selecting a pilot area is really important, but you're not going to be able to hit every situation. It's just not possible. So what you got to do is select the one where you're going to get the most benefit and just go with it. Because really what you're looking for is metrics. So these are the results of the pilot program. They're pretty impressive. So that is the amount of garbage that was collected because we measured the garbage the year before in those communities so that we could measure them against and as you can see, significantly reduced the amount of garbage that was uh, collected in those areas from a voluntary program. And the feedback from the residents after, they loved it. Our pilot residents loved this program. Uh, they didn't when we first started. They weren't uh, all in love with it, but at the end, they, 
and they and then everyone was saying, well, how come you know when is it coming for us? And that's what we wanted to do was start that kind of conversation with our residents, and that's what we were hearing. So in December 2013, we took the proposal and information to council to make a decision on go or no go with the curbside organics program citywide, and it was unanimously passed at that council meeting. So the plan was to roll the program out in April of 2014. Uh, the order was placed uh, immediately following the unanimous decision by uh, council for the bins because the bins take a while to get here. And uh, it had been, we did a study and the best way to do it was to contract out the services. So our collection is contracted out and our disposal is contracted out as well. So the organics currently is taken to a facility just six kilometers outside the city limits for processing. Uh, the name of the... I guess we can, we can say it's Nature's Call is the name of the company. And the products that they have are stuff that you find in Home Depot. Scott's Fertilizer. It's very high-end product. It's, it's an amazing facility to go in and tour. And we're not tied to them. We, we have options, and you've got to make sure any time that you have disposals and you, and you set up a, a plan. If you only have one t place to take your organics and something happens there and you don't have another place and you're still collecting from residents, you're going to really have a problem. So you always need... Plan A, B, and C for anything that you're doing like this. We've only had to go to B so far, so I'm pretty happy. Uh, so we chose 240 liter carts, and that was based on solicitation from communities all across Canada about who had programs in place. If they could do it again, what carts would they select? And again, unanimously, it was the 240 liter cart. And interestingly, interestingly enough, when we did the pilot program, residents were split. Half of them said it wasn't big enough, and half of them said it was too big. So uh, again, you just you got to go with something and stick with it. So we rolled it out to the 14,600 homes in Airdrie, and the residents were provided uh, the option to refuse the cart when it was delivered. If they didn't want to have it delivered, they didn't have to have it delivered. No one was provided and still is not provided any opportunity to abstain from paying for the fee. The fee is part of the utility, and if you choose, if they chose not to use the service, they still had to pay for it. So at the, at the curb, 129 carts were refused. Since that time, of those 129, 30 of them have asked for them back. There were lots of residents who, after the... So that's them refusing it when they see the guy coming up the curb and saying, no, no, I don't want that. So, But afterwards, when people would come home and saw that they had their cart there, then they would call and say, sometimes nicely, uh, can you come and pick up this cart, please, because I don't want to participate. And we would just ask, could we come and talk to you first? And in every single case, when we had... a staff person go out and talk to the resident they agreed to keep it and we said anytime you don't want you know if you try it and you don't like it we will come and get it back not one not one came and asked us to get that card back after we explained what the program was so we felt that was very very successful education is the key for any kind of program like this I can't i can't say enough how much education is important So highlights, we're going to go through this a little bit quickly because this is just about Airdrie's program. So we have weekly collection, um, May to October, bi-weekly in, in, in the winter months because there is no grass and leaves and there isn't a smell concern or bug concern. Uh, the tipping fees, again, we, we talked about those being at 55000 uh, This year, in 2015, $680,000 it's been removed from the budget that would have been charged to residents for the garbage collection program as a savings as a result of this program. 
So we reached our residents by face-to-face -face communications for an opportunity. Um, research and experience from the pilot program taught us that those stakeholders resistant to change responded best with face-to-face -face communication when they had an opportunity to discuss their opinions and their concerns. Communication channels included grocery store, rec center intercepts, a booth at the trade show, and community town halls. Children in kindergarten through grade four were chosen as a secondary audience. These kids love this stuff. They want garbage juice. That's like their favorite word now. Um, we wanted to engage these bright young citizens to be ambassadors for the program and to leverage their natural enthusiasm for environmental protection. So by arming our staff and council with correct information, they also became ambassadors of the program in the community. So we have our, our catchy slogan was, come roll with us. I don't know if you can see it on our T-shirt. We use this everywhere. Come roll with us. With the, uh, we, we did a video. We tried to have the video so that we could play it for you, but it's not working. Um, but we will give you the link. It's on YouTube. You just have to type in Airdrie Organics. It'll come up, it, it'll come up and it's a, great, it's a great video. So we had a catchy slogan, the ha sample how-to guide that's on your uh, tables there. That's what the residents got in their bin. Um, we, Waste Pirate was the program we had for the kids. We went into the schools, had an assembly with all of the kids, uh, taught them how to use the program, and then they went out, and if they taught 10 people how to use the program and got their signatures and entered in, they got a Waste Pirate certificate, and then all of those names went into a draw, and we actually had prizes for the kids. It was very, very, very successful. And then uh, we use our utility bill uh, to monthly to put inserts on when certain things come up. Um, like we just had one that went out recently was about... Um, your, your organics freezing. What are different kinds of things you can do to mitigate that uh, it freezing into the container? So again, up front, people are going to not understand, not like it, absolutely flat. So I just wanted to show you. I'm going to show you January through December. And these are headlines. So each one of these is a headline of an article that was in one of the papers in the Calgary area. And actually, I have two books there afterwards we'll put out there that actually has the actual article that you can flip through. This is, this is what we were hammered with, and, and we were steadfast. Like we did, It was all education, all education, and we had six people in waste and recycling who did nothing but con, um, contact residents back and have conversations with them. So then February, February goes a little bit down, March uh, a little bit less. So this is our rollout. So this is when we actually, the people who had never heard anything about it got their cart and said, well, What's that? Like some people didn't even know when the cars were delivered that there was anything even going on. So this was the real big month. So in April, May a little bit, June slows down a bit, and then we get into July, August. So our goal was to have nothing in the paper that was bad about our organics program. Uh, so September we had a little celebration, and then it, the things that were in the paper were about actually um, saying like the green bin, no monster, like it's good, we're fine with it, just give us, you know, we're, we're good, we're good to go. So that was a very big success, and that is, um, you know, typically what we found in most uh, communities. That's the way it was. Uh, the mayor of um, St. Albert told our mayor that you, this is what you can expect at first, they, but once they understand and you get the education out there, it, it will be just the norm. The whole entire province of Nova Scotia has had an organics program for 15 years. They're way ahead of it, us, way ahead of us. So we wanted to show you from our, uh, the results of some... Uh, surveys that we did for the residents, what they thought their concern was before and then after. And it is only after like four months of the service. So you can see that there is a significant change in what their 
concerns were, and, and this is, um, I don't have the numbers, that, oh, it's on there, so 600 residents, so it was the same 600 residents. So with the education and then finding out what's in there, um, one, of the, one of the biggest pieces of education, and if you look on the list, is what actually is considered organics. Like even I was surprised at some of the stuff that can go in there and go like, seriously? I had no idea that that would be something that we could put in there. So this is the statistics from the diversion. So the top line is the, uh, or the garbage that was collected in 2013. The line under is the garbage collected in 2014. And then the other one, the rollout was in April. And as you can see, in one month, we collected more organics than we collected waste. So the 3,500 metric tons of organics um, would have cost $180,000. That's the difference. Uh, in the in fiscally for how much it was less it cost for us to uh, send organics as to dispose of waste. Now, you don't want to just look, look at that fiscal impact because the environmental impact is the biggest thing. You're taking waste, instead of sending it to a landfill, it's using, going into a viable product that can be used elsewhere. Leachate in your water and methane gas in your landfill. And it, uh, again, the 680000 is the anticipated deduct for resident fees for the savings realized for the 2015 budget. These are the survey results um, before and after the organics program about how much waste that they were collecting. Airdrie has a two-bag limit. Uh, residents can buy over-limit tags. They're $3 a piece. For a maximum curbside, they can leave up to a total of five bags. So two would be the, at the limit, and three they would have to pay with tags. We've had a two-bag limit for more than 15 years. We are going to a one-bag limit. That's our goal. With this program, we should be able to easily achieve that. So these, this was a survey done uh, four months into the program. Uh, did they find value in the program? Those are high numbers. Those are really high numbers. Whenever you do a residential survey and you get anything over 50%, that is a successful program. I know that sounds hard to, to digest that, but anything over 50% is very successful. These are incredible numbers for us. We were just, we were just so, so, so excited. So the challenges, there were a lot, but the ones that we wanted to highlight that we had when we rolled out our program um, is in the absence of a blue box recycling program, a, a, a place for people to take blue box items, it's a challenge to keep the recyclables out of the green carts. Um, and again, that goes to education because a lot of residents thought that's what it was. Uh, you know, it's curbside collection, and we said organics, or we said recyclable, so they're putting their pop cans in there and everything. So it is, it is an education. The other thing is that some of our, as you see in there, like um, soiled pizza cartons, it's cardboard, but because it's soiled, it needs to go in your organics bin and not in your cardboard. So then they think, oh, well, I can put all my cardboard in there. And then uh, newspaper, like ways to eliminate um, your, your, pro your organics freezing as you layer it with newspapers. And then they, what they hear is, oh, I can recycle my newspapers in there. So it's, it's all around education and, it's all ar and, and the disposal at the other end, making sure that anything you allow into your program, you got to make sure your, your, uh, whoever is accepting it can take that. Right now we're, we're trying to add um, dog, and, dog waste and cat litter to our program. But we got to make sure that, like our guy says it's okay, but we got to make sure someone else makes, is okay because if he can't do it, we can't pull that stuff out. Once you put something in the program, you can't pull it back out, and that's really important. Proper cart placement so that the, uh, because it's mechanized, so that they're able to, and I understand you have that already as carts, so that probably wouldn't be an issue, but in energy, we didn't have any carts, so that was a, a really big learning. Uh, contents freezing in the winter. 
uh, cul-de-sac ac- cul-de-sac access. So we had to change some uh, residences from front to back collection. And then what actually goes in it. And again, that's all around education. So thank you very much. I know that was a lot of... I've never talked so fast. Holy smokes. <laughs> <laughs> My husband would be very proud. He says I talk too much. Um, so... I hope that's information. Um, we're going to be available afterwards for your Q&A for half an hour. But also, after the session's over, Susan and I will both be out front um, to ask any other questions. And I am the only Kathleen that works for the City of Airdrie. So if you call and say, can I talk to Kathleen, they know who I am. And the email address is easy. So any questions that you have, like we'd be more than happy to share. We were successful because we were able to check with other municipalities and get their information. What worked for you? What didn't work for you? What were the concerns? And if we hadn't have got that information, you know, we wouldn't have been as successful as we were. And there still were learnings that we had that we want to share with other people so they don't have to go through the same pains that we did. So thank you very much for your time.